everybody, my name is Metal Music Man. And I'm Professor Lex. And this is episode 46 of the Metal and Lex podcast. Welcome, welcome, welcome. It is Sunday? It's Sunday, yeah. We we let the team down. We were going to do it on Friday, except then we didn't. And then we were going to do it on Saturday, except Will was sick. And then, yeah. anyway, I, we're doing I, it now. I had, I had a horrible disease. I It was awful. <laughs> I, uh, I'm so glad to be alive. I got the it, proper medicine. And now <laughs> the proper medicine, water, just an excessive amount of water. And it greasy was just food. a lot of water and pancakes. <laughs> yeah, just a lot of water. Oh, and pancakes, you, the pancakes. Man. you need something to absorb the uh, pancakes the, the and a, 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 a chorizo rancher omelet well, thing. Yeah, There's just all the yeah. greasy, spicy. Yeah, some, you know, sometimes I, I science know, has declared that those do clear illnesses. So, I, well, yeah, they, they absorb the bad humors, which you brought into your body somehow. <laughs> <laughs> through some manner of behavior the night before. Yeah, as long as you uh, as long as you eat that and you uh, you use your 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 leeches properly, um, mm-hmm. get mm-hmm. rid of the bad bloods, then you're 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 always going to be good. Um, so yeah, it's Sunday. We haven't done a Sunday podcast in a very long time. It's true. Um, we've been pretty much well. We had been all Fridays, and then we kind of started. We've been slipping over to Saturday mornings. to Saturday, which I have I haven't been minding. Um, no. But yeah, we haven't, haven't been quite off for this. Um, so what we're going to talk about today is apparently, um, the talk of the internet. We have several yeah. mini topics today. We don't really have a singular big one, but the mini one is, is, is these, <clears throat> these, uh, these resident evil ladies is what Alex wants to talk to me. Well, about. yeah. Well, okay. So, so I've got this debate going with, uh, Jeff and Susie and I've, I brought Jen into it. And, uh, when I was streaming yesterday, Talden came by and he asked us to weigh in on the matter. So okay. it's, I, I really do feel like the internet needs to know whether Lady Dimitrescu and her daughters are hot. Okay, so first of all, is this a new Resident Evil game? Resident Evil 8 or Village, imagine if you will, the V, the I, and two of the L's make the Roman numerals 8. Resident Evil Village is the latest uh, entry to the series. There's a demo out now. The game comes out, I want to say, like, May 7th or something. Okay, it's a demo. So I have, yes, I have seen on my Twitter timeline, I've seen, so I've seen two, I've seen two ladies. So one is, like, a bloody-mouthed vampire thing. That's one of the daughters, yeah. Okay, that, that chick is hot. That chick is super fucking Um, hot. I'm not gonna say super fucking hot. No, that chick is super fucking hot. Yeah, I'm, I'm yeah, with you. Yeah, no, no, that chick, is, that chick is super <laughs> fucking hot. Uh, break me, zombie mommy. Um, so that that chick can get it 100. The other one is a big, thick the tall lady, lady who's really tall in a hat. And I feel like I'm building up to this, and it sounds like I'm gonna say she's not hot, but like yeah. she is hot. But she's Damn. not. She's not as hot as the other one. The other one's hotter. Sure, sure, sure. The other one's hotter. Uh, but 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 I yeah I, I could get down with. But I mean, how could you not? What what are I, you just? Are you just looking at like the still images? Is that all that you've based this on? Yeah, all seen I've seen trailer? is still images from okay, okay. from t- from tweets and things. Cause... So, so Lady Dimitrescu is the 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 lady of the house Dimitrescu. I think that sounds that, like it keeps up. Sounds right, right. Her name would be that. So yeah, I yeah. Think you've got to be right. You've got to be going. I'm right. I'm assuming. Uh, she is. Do you do you know Nemesis? Like, uh, do you mean the final um, Star Trek uh, TNG movie no. with? <laughs> no, I don't. No. The... What the fuck is his name? He plays Bane. Nobody knows this. Uh, what the fuck is that guy's name? I can't remember. His it's not name. Tom Holland. It's a name Tom, that sounds like that. Tom. Is it Tom? Tom. 
Tom Brady. Um, you know, I think it is a Tom H. Tom Hardy. Hardy has. Tom Hardy. It's not close. Ed Hardy. It's yeah. Tom Hardy. So yeah, Tom Hardy plays um, Patrick Stewart's <laughs> clone in a Star Trek TNG movie called Nemesis that was almost good, uh, and it was the last movie of the TNG franchise. Anyway, sure. so yeah, I know all about it. Please continue. What do you want to talk about uh, with Star Nemesis Trek today, was, Alex? N- Nemesis is a, a seven foot tall zombie. Oh yes, with a I, okay, on. yes, I do know that guy as yeah. well. Yes, from from yeah. Marvel and other games that aren't yes. Marvel. Yeah. Yes. Um, Resident Evil specifically would be those other games, but at any rate, um, he's seven feet tall and very tall and imposing and scary and spooky. Is he like WWE uh, seven feet tall or is he really seven feet tall? Like, is really he is he six tall. four and they say he's seven feet tall or is he? Like, I think he's, he's like, seven really, foot four. He's really okay. Oh, wow. All right. That's a big boy. Okay. He's a um, spooky boy. He's a big spooky boy and he chased in Resident Evil 2 and the Resident Evil 2 remake. He chases Jill all over town. Jill also hot. Um, he he chases Jill all over town, and then eventually he turns into a big goopy monster, and you blow him up with a railgun. It's cool. Um, Lady Dimitrescu is eight foot some odd. What? So she's taller than Nemesis. That's a tall lady. She's very tall. She's Does very she have tall. a rocket launcher? <laughs> uh, no, but her uh, her hands have uh, her her fingers are long and blade like. Occasionally, she uh, she can she can pull it out like like her Wolverine. fingers or her like fingernails. I, I think it's fingernails, but it, it, the the lighting is dark in the scene where, she, well, I just haven't looked close enough. It's probably fingernails. All She's right. got like Freddy Krueger fingernails. Sure. Um, and she is stealing your daughter. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. She's stealing no, your daughter. Nothing who, is good for who are Who are I who has daughter? Uh, in, in this instance, you are Ethan Winters, the wholly unlikable, unremarkable protagonist from Resident Evil 7. Uh, Resident I Evil 7 is a, that. Resident Evil 7 is a pretty good game. Uh, they tried <laughs> to reinvent the franchise by getting rid of uh, They got rid of the, the fixed camera angles when we went to Resident Evil 4. Resident Evil 5 and 6 were multiplayer. The big... Uh, uh, thing that they decided they needed to do differently was that uh, Resident Evil 7's in first person. Um, it kind of works for it. Um, they, they go through most of the plot beats of it being a Resident Evil game about right. I've got some gripes, um, but my biggest and only relevant gripe here is uh, Ethan Winters, who is just this wholly unlikable, nothing protagonist. Mm. And uh, anyway, they steal your daughter because apparently you had one while no one was looking between Resident Evil 7 and Resident Evil 8. And uh, now you're off to get her, uh, which uh, brings me back to the tall lady. Um, the fact that she's eight feet tall and that she stole your child uh, uh, harkens to a Japanese folklore uh, monster uh, called uh, Hachishakusama, who is uh, the literal, it, it, it translates about to eight foot tall lady. Directly, this, Hachikachi Kuchi Mama. Hachishaku Sama. Hachikachi Kuchi Mama. Got it. Um, translates yep. to eight foot tall lady. That's more or less. Yeah. Okay. Um, uh, and in in the folklore, she wears a white dress. She's got a, a large, wide brimmed hat, and she steals children. And uh, anyway, the the internet was horny for her long before it was horny for this new uh, modern ah, day. They were always uh, horny incarnation. For her. So it, it it stands to reason. Do you know what I hate about you, Alex? You ruin What's everything. That? By comparing it to another thing <laughs> that already existed. So nothing is ever original. You're like, actually, in the 1400s, a guy wrote it, and everything about this thing that you like, it's actually just this other thing. 
You're a bastard. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's, why that's why my do bad. you do so much research, you fucking asshole? Stop. It's <laughs> interesting. I was like, damn, where have I seen this tall lady that everyone's horny for before? The answer is, uh, Fortune. you know, Japan. Oh, yeah. excuse me. Well, okay. that too. Um, <laughs> I uh, okay. So, so as far as my my inclinations here go, the daughter's hot. Sure. Uh, they oh, in in, in the trailer. Um, uh, the the tall hatted lady is like Ethan Winters, and then she she's talking about how she stole your kid or whatever. And then uh, her daughters are like, "We're gonna eat you because you've got man blood." Man blood. Man blood. They call you man blood. They use that specific phrase, man blood, in English. Okay. There's no translation here. I I can't. There's no lore. There's no deep dive to be done. That sounds dumb, but but anyway. Yeah. <laughs> So there, there's a scene where they're like dragging you away and they're like, mm, we haven't had man blood in a while. That's, 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 that's pretty hot. <laughs> um, is, okay, are they on. specifically you... like doing eating things because they're men? Is that part of a thing or is it just like a dumb line that they say because it's cool? Because that's kind of like am... so a dumb line I'm that not they sure. say that's cool and it doesn't really have anything to do with anything. That seems I, you can't say that because the game hasn't even come out for you to fairly judge yet. Mm. Some, ah, somehow but, I doubt. But somehow I doubt you're going to play it. <laughs> yeah, but see, what you don't know, Alex, is that nothing you have just said will stop me from judging anything. Ever, oh, sure. Under any circumstance. <clears throat> Prejudging. So, indeed. Prejudice. I'm confident in my ability to prejudice things. <laughs> Isn't that always the trouble? Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, well, I don't know. I mean, I still don't think I want to play a Resident Evil game, but you know, hot chicks always you might, help. You <laughs> might try seven. You might like it. Mm, maybe if it's first yeah. person, I, it might like it a little more, just because yeah, like yeah. you said, the camera angles won't be as big of a problem. But I don't know. Um, is this game? This fun. is a what is this? A PS5 game? You can oh uh, the new one? Yeah, it's on PS5. I think it did get announced for <laughs> PC. They usually are, if memory serves. They're yeah. usually cross-platform. Uh, uh, PS4, Xbox One. They're also going to have ports. They probably won't look as good. But I don't know. I don't know how good the eight foot tall lady has to be for me to consider her hot. How good she has to be. <clears throat> how, how good she has to look. Like to look. It, it, yeah, I don't think that oh, it's going like to make any valley? difference. If I play it on oh, well, PS4 well, versus fuck, PS5. Man. I don't know. I mean, there's definitely. Oh man, I can remember some some video game characters that I thought were hot back in a day when nothing. Shit, like when you look back, it just when does, they were like six six polygons. They were and two one of polygons, them was a and, yeah. and and the only way you knew they had boobs is there was text that told you that they did. Like I remember <laughs> the fucking elf chick in uh, Ocarina of Time. I remember when I first played that game. The fucking elf what's her chick. name? Hold is on. it is it uh, Syra or something like that? The Saria. Saria, yeah, yeah. I remember being like, oh yeah, sorry, it's hot. And then like I remember sorry, re- I replaying that game like like X number of years later, you know, and be like. <laughs> How in the fuck? <laughs> like, how, how, or like, I remember when uh, there was all the old like Laura Croft, quote unquote, like nude leaks mm-hmm. or whatever that happened in uh, EGM. And I remember like they had like the the boob code, and it's just like, oh man, I'm yeah, I gotta get this boob code. I'm so fucking hyped, and yeah, looking back, dude, it's like two polygons. Like, yeah, yeah. I, I think it's I think amazing the, how our brains are like trained to like if it looks like X enough like a woman interpreted like a woman like I think it's hot you know like there's there's just something Lorecraft about had that big, yeah Lorecraft had big pyramid boobs 
Yeah. It was highly distressing. Uh, like at least Tifa from Final Fantasy VII had like roughly round, maybe octagonal, but but like reasonably round. See, this suggestions. is how I know though that it matters. This is how I know that it matters if you played it at the right time because I never played Final Fantasy, and I remember everybody being like, "Oh, Tifa, Tifa, Tifa," and then there's yeah. all the like Final Fantasy remake shit, and I'm like, "Damn, Tifa is hot as fuck." And then I saw what she looked like in the original game, and she looks like a fucking Lego. Hot as shit. She looks like well, a Lego. Yeah, were, she looks like a goddamn like Lego. Lego. Yeah. <laughs> And I'm just like, how the fuck did anybody think that was hot? But I guess had I played it, had I played it at that age, apparently I'd be like, oh yeah, Lego bitch can get it. Like, like (laughs) there's the scene like right in the first half hour of the game. You do the the intro bombing mission, and then you go back to uh, Seventh Heaven, Tifa's bar, and like rest up for the night. And and there's a a dialogue prompt where uh, Tifa says, "So, Cloud, did you sleep well?" And your options are either like, "Yeah, whatever," or "Next to you, who wouldn't?" And wow. it's like what what is cloud that suave is that, that in character? Uh, cloud is suave. It's a good. I, I, he's I not don't... suave. Is he canonically? I feel like he would have said, "Yeah, whatever." When I look at Cloud, I uh-huh. I've never played Final Fantasy, but when I look at him from Smash and when I look at like pictures of him and everything I know about him, I just imagine he has the most like stupid buffoon personality of all time. Like he never says anything, and he just like comes out of nowhere and he's like. Oh yeah, totally. Like he's just like a weird surfer, and he has no intellect. No, no, that's not quite. That right. is his no. character. I look, Alex. I know this based on looking at him and never well, having seen the game. him in a different game. Yes, yeah. I know this. Maybe that's also based on people who play Cloud in Smash Brothers. Maybe that also. Wow. Maybe that also, are you calling? Are you calling Pharaoh calling a Pharaoh? surfer? Yeah. Maybe maybe it's just the way cloud players play that has imparted that personality upon me. Like, uh, yeah, I'm gonna like back air you, and then um, I think I might back air you after that. Oh, my recovery's so bad. Why is this so bad? Anyway, back air, back air, back air. So yeah, that's that's basically Cloud's personality, as far as I can tell. So. Views and beliefs expressed by one co-host do not express. <laughs> <laughs> the the thoughts and feelings of the show at large. Me, you're just throwing me to the the sharks that are cloud fans. Pharaoh, yeah, yeah, that are Pharaoh. Yes. Dude, I'm I'm not I'm not trying to get fucked up by a uh, uh, Final Fantasy fans. They are insane. <laughs> Speaking as a Final Fantasy fan, I do not want to make any enemies. Super duper crazy, huh? Um, let's talk about shows too, actually, because I know you've been watching that WandaVision without WandaVision too many spoilers. Good. Tell us why we should watch it, because it looks to me like a show I would never want to watch, from what I can tell. I- it looks uh, absolutely sh- stupid. <laughs> like it's I don't aware... understand the appeal of what it is. It's very confusing. Okay, okay. <laughs> I'll, I'll try and do this without spoiling it for okay. anybody. So, um, you know the show that you you're afraid that it is. Sure. It knows the show that you are afraid that it is, and it is not that. It is presenting as though it is that, but successfully subverting it so for those who haven't been on twitter to have their timeline bombarded with uh ads for wandavision uh it presents itself as and they really do bombard the shit out of you with those fucking ads it's like i'm i'm gonna fucking watch is there a button that i can click on twitter to tell it i'm gonna watch it please leave me alone I think you can only say I don't like this ad. I've seen it too many times. You're like, no, I do like it. It succeeded. No, I, I do. <laughs> Wait, marketing baby, tell me, please. So, so for those of you who haven't been on Twitter, uh, it it keeps showing clips and snippets of what appear to be ten different sitcoms starring uh, Marvel's Wanda, uh, Scarlet Witch, and uh, the Vision. 
where where they're like I love Lucy or maybe they're the Brady bunch or very whatever. Weird. So weird. It, it, very bizarre and that's that's what's so fun about the show. It it we we were talking about the uncanny valley. Uh this is that. It it presents sitcoms through the lens of the uncanny valley using marvel superhero characters it is a lot darker and a lot more distressing than you would ever get from any of those ads i like Like, those words i like depressing stressing awful things it's scary in like the the tail end of the first episode without actually ruining anything for anybody it it like it forces you to sit there and be like holy shit am i watching a sitcom sitcoms aren't like this what have i done (laughs) Uh, and like we're up to episode three now. I just watched it before we started podcasting. Um, it's it's good. They they almost answered a question of uh, what the fuck is happening here. Like I, I feel like I've got an idea of what's happening now, or at least more than I did a week ago. If you keep watching it and it mm-hmm. isn't awful, I might check it out. But I really hate watching shows in order like that. It's the fucking like as they release. I hate that watching shows. In, that weekly, oh yeah, that yeah. weekly. Release you just wait until just, it all comes yeah, out. Just I release hate that. the whole thing. You fucking fucks. Like what are you doing? Yeah, seriously. I hate it. I hate wait, it so what much. the fuck? It's twenty twenty one. I don't have time to wait every Net- week for an episode. Like no. Netflix it's, invented it. Uh, yeah. Netflix invented just watch everything at once. Just and fucking it, Disney Plus is back out here doing this shit. Who yeah. has always been doing that? And then like Netflix is like, oh, let's do great. British baking show an episode at a time. Fuck you. I don't understand. Fuck that. Yeah, it's very, I, I hate it. Um, speaking of Netflix, uh, I've been watching, uh, this isn't really that great of a show, but it, uh, the, have you seen that disenchantment thing for Matt Groening? Yes, guy? I am. I'm one episode in. I so think. of just the whole thing. No, no, no. Of oh, the, the latest season. season. Yeah. So, yeah, that show's really cool. What I like about I like it, it is that it, it like has weird, actually, dramatic non-funny serious stuff that crops up every now and then that i think is really good what i hate about it is that they don't ever earn any beats like they ever it's almost like they don't have the time to earn it which you know it feels bad yeah (laughs) that's what i'm saying so like i feel like i like all the stuff that it does but then it just like it's like oh this cool thing that we did it's not a thing anymore because reasons. And like some of it is like, ha ha, we're in a magic whatever fairyland. And so we'll, I'll give them some of that. And also it's generally a comedy, so it's fine. But they keep going back to like these same beats that they've done. And every time they go back and do it, I'm like, wow, they did a really good job. And I'm like, this time, this season, this episode, <laughs> there are going to be like some actual consequences or something's no. going to happen. And then it no. never does. Everything just like goes back to normal. And I don't know how many more seasons of that I have in me, but I do enjoy the show. It just bothers me because I feel like it could be, I feel like this is one of those shows that like it actually could be really good. If it, if it had started, they do like a turn at the end of season one where you think, Oh shit, is this show actually very serious? And I was like, Oh, that's awesome. They've done like all this goofy buildup and then it's going to get like really fucking depressing at some point. It's going to stay and serious. That's, for the and rest that's of amazing. Show. But then they don't, they're no. just like, uh, bleh, yeah. bleh, and then they just go back. And so then like every season is basically like a rehash of the same fucking arc so far. They're all good mm-hmm. arcs. It's all really fun to watch, but like, it's just like, it's a little frustrating that I feel like it could actually have been something cool. And I presume that Matt Groening was just like, no, I'm going to be funny and draw stupid stuff. Cause I'm me and there won't be actually any, thing it'll just be a weird episodic thing every time i don't know no it's it's definitely got that uh 30 minute uh the the biggest drawback to the show is that it's got the 30 minute everything has to slot back into place the way it was yeah every fucking time dude yep and like 
it's it's frustrating because every season you think this is the season where things are going to be different this time they're going to have consequences and and things are going to occur after and because and it never does yeah there's a the um, season ends <laughs> there's like a there's like a scene well there's like a whole episode i don't want to spoil anything because you're not into it but there's a whole episode where a thing happens with a character and it's mm-hmm. like pretty cool and good and uh not something i expected them to do and i was like oh wow this is awesome and then at the end they're just like oh uh it was just a dream none of that really happened and i'm like what the fuck like what the fuck dude and then and then and then invariably the thing that double double triple pissed me off is after they do the thing where they're like it was just a dream nothing really happened they do the fucking double down trope where they're like, oh, oh here's a little thing that we'll show in the very last shot that's like, ooh, maybe it wasn't after all that dream <laughs> episode ends. I wanted to fucking punch my television because it was legitimately like a, a good nice episode TV. up to that point. And then they're just like, but we can't have anything be permanent. Every, it's like yeah. you said, like everything has to slot back yeah. into place. And like, I don't understand why, because it's not a show that's on like primetime television. It's a fucking Netflix show where they know yeah, people watch serial television where they release it all at once. Where like, so why this is to me is like, it's like Matt Groening's in a room and nobody told him while they're doing the writing that he isn't on cable in 1992 anymore. So like, he's just fucking needs to like set everything back every fucking episode. So I don't know that that show. I really like that show, but it really frustrates. Me I enjoy it a lot. I, yeah. I, I get what you're saying. Uh, I, I do appreciate the the sort of uh, uh, um, levity that it has, the ability to not take itself so seriously, because they'll they'll have some like big serious implication and be able to then have a joke. Mm-hmm. I, I like that. I like that feeling of whiplash of going from oh holy shit, let me be super invested and and furrow my brow at, at the events occurring on screen, and then be taken back by like some stupid sight gag. Well, I think I that like is that. what I like that whiplash. Yeah, he, what he's specifically good at from like yeah. production yeah. or writing or whatever standpoint. Yeah, is like the, the constant back and forth of it. I, I think it, yep. that it's it's very good with with the pacing. But yeah, it's just like I, I think yeah. It feels I don't like know a, why a really... I expected it. I should have known with from that yeah. dude because like I, i'm not the biggest futurama fan like i mean i don't dislike it but i just I like haven't futurama really a lot i haven't really watched that much of it i mean I, everybody's seen the simpsons i have seen a few episodes of futurama i have liked them all but i felt the same way about futurama for the most part as i do about this show and i know everybody always talks about how good it is and i do understand there are some very good episodes of futurama but i feel mm-hmm. like it's the same kind of shit where they're just like oh we did this weird adventure thing and now like we're back on a fucking spaceship and that really annoys me. It just annoys me that they need to be. It's like they're afraid. It's like they're afraid of taking risks and they're little fucking bitches in their writer room. And they're like, oh, God, God well, forbid any episode starts off with anything different other than the exact same like scenario that we're in every fucking time. Do you remember the Angry Beavers? I love Angry Beavers. OK, uh, the writers were told by Nickelodeon that they were not under any circumstances allowed to have a progressing story. Interesting. Yeah, uh, like the it, and it's because they wanted to be able to play reruns yeah, on the network at forever. any given moment. And th- that's exactly what happens with Futurama. And I think that that's part of why it had to be written like that. So but again, so that you could Futurama watch the makes in almost sense because yeah. it was a syndicated like TV, whatever mm-hmm. thing. Why is he still doing that with Disenchantment? I don't get it. I don't know. <laughs> I don't get I, it. I feel like I feel like this would have been an excellent opportunity for him to grow as a storyteller. And yeah. Yeah. And he I, I feel like we could still get that whiplash. Dude. Yeah. Wait, yeah. Maybe, maybe he will. Maybe maybe they'll finally get. I don't know. We'll see. 
I can't wait to be wrong about that. Yeah, I feel like we're right. Yeah, I feel like we're definitely, yeah, we're definitely gonna look like like fools. Um, when he blows us away with the gripping fifth season, it he's gotten so close to it so many right. times. There's no way it's gonna happen though. I have no faith. I have no faith. Anyway, uh, yeah. So I don't know. That's shows. Unless you have any other shows you're showing with with shows. I'm watching Shield with Jim. Uh, is that the Agents of Thing? Agents the, of Shield. Yeah, never it's, seen it's good. It. It has I'd, Jay August I'd, Richards in it. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. He's cool. Yeah, I like He's him. good people. It's, it's good. Is it still I going? can't really. No, it ended oh, like okay. last year. Okay. Yeah, I don't I, know. I can't, really, I can't really recommend anyone watch it, but <laughs> I like it a lot. That's how I feel about uh, Boardwalk Empire. I like I liked the show. There's a lot of really good shit in that show. There is exactly. like there are at least two, if not maybe three or four performances that are like some of the highlights of those actors' careers. And then it's just one of those shows that like it's just like it just zooms out. Like they don't know where they're going with it by the end. They build up to some shit. Everything is fucking awful. Everything's dissatisfying. I mean, it's no Game of Thrones. Don't get me wrong. It's not like sure. that awful. But it's pretty bad. Like by the end of it, it's just like disappointing. You're just like, mm-hmm. why did they? Why? Why did it? Why? Why? You were doing so many good things. I don't understand what happened. Like shit. The more I think about it, there's probably like four or five actors that have like the performances of their career in that show, and they're really, really good. And the first like two or three seasons are super fucking solid. But yeah, it just. I don't. I don't know. Not- I've never written a show, but I don't understand why people don't have any idea where they're going, and then they get afraid to go in a natural direction. Like, I think this is the theme of our podcast that we didn't intend this, but I think that is, that is like, cause the more I'm thinking about this, this is just the thing that annoys me with so many shows. It's like, they get going to a thing. They're like, Oh yeah, this is great. And then they just like, they get scared or they don't know what to do with a character. And I don't know. I think it's really frustrating because a lot of times it's very clear that a character is like growing, growing, the character's growing Mm -hmm. and it's becoming something different. And they like try very hard to write the character back into a stupid tiny box who and, they were yeah and and that's <laughs> yeah. just immensely dissatisfying because the whole point of watching it is that like things do change and become uh or they evolve right and so like i'm not saying like every character needs to like you know sometimes character growth quote unquote is the character facing a scenario and like realizing like a thing and then doubling down that can be good too they don't have to grow and change. They can just experience things and make decisions. But a lot of time, those decisions don't feel authentic with some of these mm-hmm. shows. And they just like, they, it's like they feel the need to keep them in a box because of blah. Or they just do the stupid like fucking Boardwalk Empire specifically. There's a character that's really cool. And he's like one of the coolest. He's like a somewhat newer character they put in. Uh, he like comes in like a couple seasons in. And he starts becoming like a main character. And you're like, this is awesome. And then like the beginning of one of the seasons, it's just like, he's just like tootling around and then he just gets shot in the face randomly and dies. And he's just gone. Oh, there you go. Yeah. And you're just like, and it's not the good kind of death where <laughs> We've it's like, returned to nothing. where it's like, oh man, anyone could die at any moment. Shit's fucking crazy. It's not that. It's just like, they clearly either like didn't want to hire the dude for another season <laughs> or they just fucking got bored of writing his shit or like some contract dispute. And then they're like, oh, he's just fucking dead. And you're just like, he got shot in the face. You don't really, have to worry like, about him anymore. Like, really? <laughs> Yeah, so I don't know, dude. Fucking that, show writers piss me off sometimes, man. That is not the the problem with uh, Agents of Shield. Okay. Uh, originally, the show was conceived as a means of tying the uh, the greater Marvel Cinematic Universe together. Okay. Uh, uh, so, like, they had an episode right before a Thor movie came out. My cat is 
<laughs> Isaac is just running in front of them. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, it, they had an episode uh, right before Thor movie came out, or like right after Thor came out, and then uh, Thor one, uh, Thor two, I think. And they like go to the site of the movie and then clean up after the mess, which is like really cool to me because it, it it was a common thread cool that, that tied all of it together. Yeah, you get, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the problem is that uh, the Marvel Cinematic Universe uh, got kind of fucked up for a while because they weren't allowed to use the word mutant because they didn't own I the still property. Hate, yeah, I still hate that. That is so fucked with like Scarlet yep. Witch and all that. Yeah, it yep. could have. Can you imagine how much cooler that shit would have been if mutants? If Magneto had rolled out. Yeah. Yeah, uh, man. Yeah. Uh, but then but then they were going to do like a handful of other shows. There was going to be a ghostwriter show. So they introduced ghostwriter in shield. And then like the ghostwriter plan fell uh, fell through. So they like write them out of the show or they had characters that like were supposed to get their own spinoff series. So they they say, all right, they're going, they're changing their names. They're fleeing the country. And then like the their show didn't get picked up. So they just got written out of the show for nothing. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> so I, I think that's probably the biggest problem. And then there was the the Thanos snap, uh, which happened in in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and they couldn't figure out quite how to do that in Shield. So, what do you mean? As, how to do well, it? Like, like the effect sucked, or that they just didn't do it? No. Um, as as I understand, they they address the issue of the Thanos snap. Um, I, I actually stopped watching. Uh, the first time through uh, because I, I uh, before I could get to the Thanos snap. So I, I don't know how they did it and mm. I haven't looked it up because I'm watching it through with Jen right now. Okay. But um, uh, they didn't, as I understand it, they don't get snapped which is hard in, you know, like since none half of, them. of the population none of them is just conveniently snap. like there is no okay. Yeah. Conveniently or inconveniently. Yeah, I'll come back to you guys when when I've finished the show and I'll tell you how they managed to get out of that crazy scenario. But interesting. But but it's because they were pulled in so many different legal directions behind the scenes. The actual characters on the screen got pulled in so many different directions. It got kind of irritating to watch. That's why you shouldn't watch Shield, but it's a good show. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I have enough faith in uh that show to check it out but maybe maybe if i'm bored i'm not telling you to yeah (laughs) you're safe i'm safe safe there's other shows you should watch fucking watch uh ozark everybody tells me to watch ozark dude yeah and everyone's right okay watch ozark all right one of these days i'll check it out it's on netflix Uh, right yep netflix original one of these days i'll check it out it's it is it done is it still going uh there's one more season and it's gonna be that's the final season that'll be the last one Okay. It, it's nice because you can feel that it is going progressing towards an end point. I, I hate a show that runs on forever. I hate a show that's afraid to end. Yeah, <laughs> yes. Well, and then they always end up ending like too fast and it just, it's not satisfying. Yeah, because yet. they get canceled. Yeah. Rather yeah. than writing themselves off when when it was uh, a when gracious time to, to do, do that it. thing. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's the way. That's definitely the way to be. Um, uh, I think I've talked about previously on this podcast about how DS9 does a very good job of that, um, mm-hmm. where it... Um, this is Star the Black Trek, People in Star Space Trek, episode. Space yeah, Black People in Space. I think one of our better episodes, personally. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, they they do that um, really well, where they clearly know like several seasons, like probably at least three, maybe even four seasons ahead of time. They know exactly like kind of where they're going. Um, what mm-hmm. I didn't know last time we talked about it that I just found out that's really interesting to me um, is that um, so there's this dude named Rick Berman 
who uh, was like the main showrunner for TNG, DS9, and Voyager, which is all of the um, the real Star Trek, in my opinion. <laughs> um, in- you don't count that new show? Uh, that the animated show on PBS or C- I have CBS or heard good things about it. I have heard that it has some good TNG nostalgia callback shit. All I can say, and if I'm wrong, please sound off in the comments, but I am terrified to watch it based on nothing more than the animation style. <laughs> it, it, I, <laughs> I don't know what to to say other than like, yes, yes. That (laughs) animation style is offensive (laughs) for like, if that was, if if that was, if that was like, yeah, if that was uh, angry beavers or some shit, fine. It's not, it's a, it's supposed to be star Trek and I'm supposed to take it seriously when they're fucking making poopy fart jokes with that weird bug eyed shitty animation. I don't know if I'm game, but I will, I think, give it a try. I actually have, as you mentioned, that I, I, have, the, I have the tab pulled up in my browser, like right now, like oh, from last man. night. I was like, maybe I'll, oh, man. maybe I'll watch it. You gotta, you gotta watch. You gotta tell us next week. <sighs> I'm, dude, I, I'm You really don't have to scared. watch the whole thing. I don't, how you don't understand how much I love this IP and I'm so yeah, scared. Dude. I'm so hurt from Discovery. Before. Discovery is the worst thing that ever happened. Picard could have been so amazing. And then it 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 was kind of good, and then it was so bad. I, uh, I, uh, I Alex, I watched the Death Note Netflix original movie. I, I've only heard awful things about that. Let me tell you one to two <laughs> good things about the Netflix original uh, Death uh, Death Note movie. Death Note, the the original anime and manga. I, I read it. I, I've watched it. Phenomenal, gripping. Uh, a, a fantastic game of cat and mouse. Uh, so, so wonderful. And it ends perfectly. The Netflix movie is none of those things. Um, <laughs> I It's awful. But, but uh, Willem Dafoe makes a remarkable uh, spooky god of death. How could Willem and, Dafoe not be good? I mean, honestly. It, right? He's good even and, when he's bad. Sometimes better. I he's he's good in this one. He's okay. not bad. Good. He's okay. good. Good. Yeah. And uh, Lakeith Stanfield. Uh, OK, so uh, L is uh, Lakeith Stanfield plays L. L is the cat or mouse in the cat and mouse game uh, with with the main character. Is Lakeith Stanfield uh, uh, the one the one guy who is the uh, the guy in Get Out and all the other stuff? Yep, yep, yep. That's that, him. That guy. OK, OK. Sorry to bother you. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's what I. That's what yeah. I thought. Okay. Go on. You'll note that uh, like Stanfield is quite black and not at all a uh, white or Asian guy like uh, L is or could be, probably. Um, anyway, the the point is, a lot of fans were upset because they like blackwashed him or, or made him an American when he should have been not American or whatever. Mm. Like Stanfield's the best part of that movie. If if there were an L movie, I would watch it and tell everyone. I mean, to that watch dude's it. good in everything. What I actually everything he he's, he's yeah he's an amazing <laughs> actor. Just period. Um, what I actually watched recently that I didn't even realize he was in the first time I watched it because I didn't know who the fuck he was is the um. Uh, I forget what it's even called, but the uh, the Edward Snowden movie with Joseph Gordon-Levitt. I didn't see that. It's called Snowden. It's just called Snowden. Um, I think that's it. Uh, it's a decent movie. It, um, like Keith Sandfield is in it, and he has like a small but very important role with some like he doesn't have a lot of dialogue, but he has some like Sounds very like particular like facial reactions and like you know what I mean. Like like so his mm-hmm. yeah 
He's an incredible actor. Um, okay, before I get back to DS9 to finish that off, though, yeah, yeah. I do have to at least say, so, yeah, if you uh, give a shit about knowing anything about Edward Snowden, I do think um, Snowden is a pretty solid movie, but really all that movie is is a beat-for-beat beat reshoot of the documentary Citizen Four. <laughs> so instead of watching Snowden, what you should do is watch the documentary Citizen Four, which is actually all the things that happened. Snowden is literally recorded by a documentary crew as he does all of the things that he did. This is like in real life. Uh, very good. And so all Snowden does is just take each little clip of that where he's in the hotel and they just reshoot it with Joseph, Joseph Gordon-Levitt. <laughs> That's the entire movie. That's the whole fucking movie. And, so, and Lakeith Samuel. And they, yeah, and they just like, they have like some little dramatized interspersings with like his girlfriend or people at his work, but like probably 75% of the movie is just reshoots of that fucking that. documentary. <laughs> so, um, so but anyway, yeah, about, watch Citizen 4. So, okay, so yeah, DS9. So what I was getting at is... Um, so there's this guy named Rick Berman. He's apparently like a weird asshole who's like kind of misogynistic or something. And there were issues with him. So like this is like I'm putting down some 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 backstory here. I think I think I maybe mentioned this a little bit, but like basically there's there's a uh, there there's an actress in TNG uh, who plays Beverly Crusher, who's the doctor, um, uh, who uh, <clears throat> who also choreographed all of the dancing for the labyrinth, which is one of my favorite facts of all time. Um, with David Bowie? Yep. No that shit. actress, okay. I can't remember her name right now for some reason, which is bothering me but greatly. Bev Gates, Gates McFadden. There it is. Gates McFadden. Gates McFadden. Um, mm-hmm. So she is known as in in canon, in-universe, in TNG, as the dancing doctor. Because her character <laughs> is good at dancing, just because people wanted to give her shit about being like sure. a, an actual dancing person in real life and doing choreography with Muppets on the Labyrinth. Um, uh, also, also uh, I think the Dark Crystal, actually. I think she worked on both of them. Um, I wouldn't swear to that though. It might be one or the other, but I think it's I think it's Labyrinth. It might also be Dark Crystal. Anyway, not important. So she leaves in season two, and they get a new doctor named Doctor Pulaski, who is the actress is good, the character's good. The character isn't as good as Beverly Crusher, but the character's pretty good. It gets a lot of shit because it isn't Beverly Crusher, which is a whole mm-hmm. thing that I mean makes mm-hmm. sense. But anyway, the reason this is relevant is everyone was like, why the fuck did she leave? And then like years later. There's another character in DS9 that's the same way, where she's one of the best characters in the entire show, and then inexplicably, uh, the character just disappears. We'll say disappears, um, and is replaced by another character. And you're like, "What the fuck is that about?" And it was written at the time where it was like, "Oh, she like wanted to go be a model or act in movies or do some shit, whatever." And then like, fast forward more and more and more and more and more years later, um, it turns out apparently this Rick Berman dude is a douche and both of them had like had problems with it. And, um, the actress in DS nine, there was like a reunion. And I remember there's this really awkward moment where everybody's like, they just slightly bring it up and she just starts like losing her shit and like crying. And she's like, you don't fucking know what was happening. And I'm like, Oh my God, this is so awkward. So basically everybody thinks this Rick Berman dude is a fucking asshole. So how this relates to everything else we were talking about, if I can get to yes. that point now that I have a million contexts out of the way is that, Apparently, that guy, in addition to all of that, was also a douchebag in the sense that he did not want them to make kind of... He, he pulled an Angry Beavers on the ah. show. He pulled an Angry Beavers on the show, and he was like, DS9, under no circumstances, can have like an ongoing, continuing storyline. And I have said on this show, specifically, that DS9 is one of the first proper serialized shows. Um, and it, it, <laughs> it is actually like the grandfather of like Game of Thrones and shit. Like, 
nobody was doing that before DS9 was doing it. And what I recently learned is that apparently by about season like two and a half or three, that Rick mm-hmm. Berman guy was like, I'm going to go make Voyager. No matter what you do, don't fucking weave any continuing storylines. Don't make it. Don't show. you dare. And so like, I remember these other guys just like sneakily, like sneakily started <laughs> weaving this shit in. And then, so there's this whole article I was reading the other day that was cracking me up where the main plot element, the main big one is the Dominion War, which is like this big war with like this whole other faction and it, it, it ties all these other factions and all this crazy shit happens. And so basically they wrote like episodic episodes that like very slowly <laughs> and sneakily trapped everyone in the writer's room into, <laughs> into this. So like basically the whole reason that even happened, it's not even like that they were genius enough just to write a really good one. They were like double, triple genius enough to do it in this Without subtle way yeah. yeah before it was like too late and so then apparently this rick berman guy comes back he's like what the fuck's going on here and they're like oh no nothing kid sorry we didn't really realize that was happening and he's just like oh <laughs> fine god damn it and like that's how that show became a thing ah. so like they sneakily evaded the the angry beavers uh uh ensnarement i suppose as it were um, the, in the best the way, way possible the- the way that the Angry Beavers resolve that is that the final episode of the Angry Beavers uh, is just like a fourth wall breaking. Dude, fuck this. I remember it being so cool and weird that, yep, that, I, that I was the artist. Uh, that was the writers being upset. <laughs> that show was awesome. That show was yes. so fucking Factually. awesome. Groundbreaking. Uh, it was Deep Space Nine it. or Voyager or whatever <laughs> you were talking about before those movies or TV shows or whatever. Remember, dude, the one where they fucking grow their teeth out and they got like fucking pimp canes. Yeah. And shit, and like, oh my god. Oh my god. Angry Beavers is the fucking shit. Well, I feel like we were gonna talk about Grand Blue, but we've pretty much filled like an entire episode about shows. So yeah. unless you want to do twenty minutes, of no, Grand no, Blue, no. I think we're pretty, pretty solid on this one. It's a TV episode with with a slight uh, cameo by uh, hot Resident Evil ladies. Yeah, that so, works for that works. Yeah, that's for me. good. That's good. Um, so yeah, I think I don't know. This will probably uh, this unless you got some other stuff. I think we're pretty concluded here. We're about forty minutes in, and I got. Uh, oh, that's good. I sadly do have things on my schedule today that. Uh, Damn it! Do, so yeah. What were you thinking? I don't know. You're I... supposed to clear the entire day for me, Will. I, I only use like two hours, but I I need a full schedule. <laughs> yeah, I I feel like I've had like a weirdly busy, not busy set of days uh, the last week. Um, but you know, maybe I'll maybe I'll sneak out of it and do nothing but play WoW. Uh, which is already what I do, but I'll I'll feel less busy while I do that. Good. So, yeah. <laughs> it's about making time for it, because then you're not busy with it. Yeah. So we might talk about yeah. the Grand Blue characters next week, but I think for this week, this has been a podcast, and uh, I've been Middle Music Band. I've been Professor Lex. And we will catch you guys later.